0: It's finally here. It's a work day now. It's time to put on the pads. Face
1: time, man. Woo!
0: And make some noise.
1: You got hit, hit, hit. Let's go. Woo, good work. Good work.
0: Your Houston Texans are back for training camp. Trust each other and trust the process. Trust what we're doing. Welcome to Texans training camp live. Your sideline pass to the Houston Texans as they get to work for the season. Texans Training Camp Live is presented by Xfinity. Now let's go down to the Houston Methodist Training Center. Here are your hosts, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris.
2: The 20th training camp in the history of the franchise is about to begin. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you as we are live at the Houston Methodist Training Center Sports Radio 610, Texans Radio, and a big bunch of shows coming your way starting today for the next 10 business days, 8 to 10 a.m. Lots of interviews, exclusives. Nick Casario, press conference today. Casario exclusively here afterwards. Stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting day, Johnny, because as I said, the 20th year, we've seen them all and they're all different a former coach of this franchise said every year is different that's true and it's especially true right now because this is a unique day for a variety of reasons we have so many new players we have a quarterback who may or may not be here today and that's going to be a huge story nationally and locally and so much going on but i think that You and I always have an interesting perspective. I was just in the building. I just saw Nick Casario. I just saw David Culley. Just saw a bunch of coaches and players getting ready for their first training camp practice. And there is a buzz. There is an excitement to this. They know that it's about to start here. You're on the record. It's happening here where
3: every snap matters as you ramp up to the 2021 season. It's interesting. As I was walking from my car... Uh, to the into the stadium and then got in the building, and I just there's just this charge I get, and I got the same charge walking over. And as I was walking over, the guys were activating, so yeah. the guys were walking back from the Houston Methodist Training Center bubble mm-hmm. back over, soaked like they'd already had a workout, a workout, yeah. And then they're gonna work out. And I just walked over the bridge and seeing guys walk over is like, man, it's on. Mm-hmm. You said 20th year and you're like you're all different and they are. They're all different, and we got a lot going on. What's not different, we could have taken a picture, a snapshot of this. this <laughs> I know
2: what you're going to say.
3: And it's the same, other than the two years we were at the Greenbrier. Although, the first day at the Greenbrier, there was, it was like this, too. Not a cloud in the sky. The sun is out, and we always talk about the weather, and, yeah, it's going to be steamy and hot. Although, it was interesting talking to the guys yesterday for media days, mm-hmm. talking to some. Jaleel Johnson was one that stood out. Always played in the Midwest. Went to Iowa. Yeah. Played for the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Always in the Midwest. He's noticing it. Yeah. And we asked him, you know, what about you know, coming to Houston? He's like, Oh man, you know, first thing. It's hot. I remember CJ Fit ironically both going to, having gone to Iowa, said the same thing. Took a while ah, took a while to man, something just bit me. Holy smokes. Wow, that hurt. Oh. Maybe it's a wasp. I don't know, man, but if it's a wasp, I might die. Uh, I'm allergic to wasp and bee stings, so oh, hopefully oh. hopefully, well, if, I don't, if your legs start yeah. swelling up, I'll, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we do have medical professionals here. That, that's the one thing about being here at training camp is if something does happen. I mean, there are plenty of doctors. Yeah. And, but they don't want to deal with you. No, they okay? don't want to <laughs> deal with me. Honestly, they don't want to deal with anybody. Mm-hmm. I remember 2015, the year of hard knocks. I mean, we were halfway through the first day, and Jeff Kaplan's walking over to former head coach Bill O'Brien and saying, nah, eh, Arian's got a groin. And then we didn't see Arian for weeks, and we're like, yeah. oh. yeah." I mean, it was just – it was crushing to uh, that's the old football injury thing. He's got and, a groin, he's got a foot, he's yeah. got a knee. I know and, he has a knee. And we're gonna see that today. The one other thing I told myself all night, all mm-hmm. night, all this morning. I went for my three mile walk this morning, like five fifteen, I'm walking around the neighborhood, and I'm like, You know how you get first day of training camp. You know how you get. Mm-hmm. Just relax. Just breathe. Yeah. Just don't talk over Mark. Just <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Don't talk a mile, a million miles a minute. Just relax. Is your legs uh, swelling I, I, up because you seem to be bothered by this? Yeah. Well, they keep biting me. They keep biting well, if, me. If it's keep biting a, oh, me. it's a continu- yeah. continuous thing. Yeah, okay. I didn't get him. So either right. way. I well, don't maybe
2: know. somebody built a nest underneath his table overnight. I have nicknamed him
3: Darius Leonard, and I will okay. stop him.
2: Yes, please do stop Darius Leonard. So, way, did you see the car he rolled up in yesterday? No, a Colts camp. No, I didn't see it. I don't want to watch their
3: coverage. They do a pretty good job. Their staff. They do. They, they do a, that. They stuff? do a pretty good job. They get. They get some pretty, some pretty sweet access. But he rolls up, and I. I don't. I can't even put it. I mean, it's a like gold plated like, muscle car looking thing convertible. Mm-hmm. It was pretty sweet. So pretty sweet. Speaking of the Colts, Dante Moncrief no longer with the team, right? Yeah, that was we. You know, we had media days yesterday. I think a lot of people know because we played some of the interviews yesterday and. Dante was on our list, and we didn't get him. We didn't get him, and you start thinking, okay, at that point, you know, things move around on media days. Might be hurt, days. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, and then as we're, you know, about a half hour after we were supposed to get him, you look on Twitter, and you see the Texans have moved on from Dante Moncrief. Obviously, Anthony Miller comes in the building. Um, and there's – we don't know the news that's going to happen with Randall Cobb either. There's been a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation about what could happen with potentially a trade to Green Bay. I've seen him in the building all summer. I've seen him. In the, I saw him yeah. in the building yesterday. So he's been around. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with that, and and whether he's going to be out here. So by the time nine fifteen comes around, and maybe even before that, because Nick Casario meet with the media at eight forty five, and then he'll come over with us exclusively, as you said. Yeah. You'll hear the eight forty five
2: press conference right here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we'll carry it
3: live. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of stuff out there, and there might even be stuff before we get there. Things mm-hmm. go break on Twitter. Yep. Uh, who knows? But we'll find out uh, hopefully a little bit more. But Whatever team walks out here wearing the logo, that's the team that we'll we'll rock with. Yeah, and that's where we're going to go. And that's yeah. what we're going to talk about in this 20th year. I'm glad you said that. 20th year. Mm-hmm. So it's your 20th. This is yeah. my uh, 14th. I think this is my 14th training camp. Man, moving up there. Holy smokes! Here I was thinking as I was on my walk this morning, like I'm feeling young, I'm feeling good, and I was like, man, this is my 14th training camp. Holy smokes! Your 14th Texans camp. Yeah. Interest. Yeah, only fourteen. 14. You're a baby. You're, you a baby. You're a baby. You what add, add are. us together,
2: and we're still twelve short of the general. Hey, see, I remember the first one <laughs> like it was yesterday. See, hey, we were great yeah. out here. Uh, they did two days back then, Johnny. Mm-hmm. They did two days, and yes, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, did. they did attempt an afternoon practice or two, and that just stopped immediately because. Well, I, I guess not immediately if they attempted to, but I just remember coming out for an afternoon practice at some point, and yeah. then that stopped yeah. but Dom usually did one day on and then one day with one practice and then a two a day on the next day, but he would go morning and evening he would want two meals in the guys between practices for hydration or whatever else, recovery. So that was pretty cool. But you mentioned it, guys activating this morning, and maybe they'll do that every day and then come right out here. I'm surprised they go back in, but I know they had a meeting this morning, Mm -hmm. and they're coming back out. So here's the deal with that. I believe that this is not going to be a full-blown deal today. I don't have any information on that, but – I would not be surprised if they go a little lighter today. They're not going to go in pads for a few days, obviously. And it is the first one. They just had the conditioning test yesterday. But we'll see. Maybe we see a full-blown thing. I I think it'll be
3: a very heavy OTA practice. I
4: think you're right. That
3: kind of format. I was listening to Matt Campbell from Iowa State. I know it's college, but I was listening to Matt Campbell. And he did – there was like a long video piece, and I was watching. He was talking about what COVID taught them. Mm -hmm. And I read an article about – it later he talked about what covid kind of changed for them and he said he felt in 2020 the way that they ramped up to the season and how they went about it especially in this because there was no spring last uh, the, going into 2020 he said that changed forever how he was going to approach practice fall practice and even spring practice because he had a great year well not only that but he also felt like at the end of the year he felt like his players had more juice left mm. he felt like they had more juice than they had ever had because of how they went about ramping them up, getting them to the season, and then through the season. And he said he'll continue to do that going forward. So I'll be curious to see how teams, how the Texans, how other teams adjust. I've, sh- I've heard Sean McVay talk about that on the podcast, Flying Coach, about how to, how to adjust, what COVID taught them, how they could go about it. I know they've made changes, especially in the ramp scouting department. He talked about that, just being on, all that kind of stuff. But how they ramp up during training camp, and especially with now a 17th game that whole marathon it's already started but it's it's not like one of those things where you get to training camp and you just hit it full bore kind of ramp that thing up be ready to go by September 12th and not to say that you can't be ready by uh, obviously August 14th in a preseason game but I'll I'm I'll be curious to see the approach and how it ha- and contrast that to previous years not last year because last year was just weird
2: but here's the thing about this staff we haven't seen them operate they haven't operated as a staff before i mean they've all done their thing with different organizations obviously lovey been a head coach a real successful one casario in new england cully everywhere he's been uh, as an assistant head coach and two other stops so here we are in houston and we don't know how they would handle it in a non-covid year we don't know how they'd Uh, handle practice at a place like the Greenbrier with good weather or you know cooler weather i should say This is great weather. I love this. This is vintage Texans training camp weather. And remember a few weeks ago, it was raining every day. We're getting that cloud cover a lot, and it was kind of nice. No, I like that, though. A lot of cloud cover. That's gone. All right. We have blue sky, hot,
3: humid Texas. Here we go. It's training camp. So I've said this. uh, Some people know my wife and my daughter are are out in L.A., and so Mm -hmm. I check the weather out there every day. And there's no sense in even doing it because when you go to the weather app and they've got, like, eight or nine days, and all you see is this yellow orb just all the way down <laughs> that's it that's all you see yeah that's it and that's kind of where we'll be you might get a little cloud cover but <laughs> not today
2: no not today not, not today happening. at all there well, is
3: uh, you couldn't buy a cloud today i mean s- they're all gone
2: you said something about it being the same, but things have changed over the years, and we talked about John, this with John Weeks yesterday. Uh, you heard that on Texans All Access. The show is up on the app. By the way, it was a great show with Chris Conley, Chris Moore, it's and John Weeks. Yes. It was unbelievable. I Very mean, good. I know these aren't names that are necessarily going to sell out the theater, right. but let me tell you something. These guys were phenomenal guests, and that show is on our app. You can listen to it later. Uh, but the scoreboard, which was new last year mm-hmm. here at the Houston Methodist Training Center, Now, fans will be back. They're not here today, a few days until we get them. But everything is covered. It's gigantic. The canopy they have over the middle stands, they're going to have a a hospitality area up there with the bleachers, and then all the bleachers on the side. I know they've been covered before, but not this much. There's a lot of cover there, so that's going to be cool in multiple ways. They still have the uh, CRV, is that what it's called? The cool zone. The cool zone unit for the players. They've got some shaded areas in the end zones, and they have the 20-foot rule. They have to keep the fans away from the players yeah. by at least 20 feet. All sorts of protocols in place here. I'm in the inner tier now, Johnny. Ooh. I have graduated <laughs> into the inner tier. Well, it's, it's a kind of training um, camp slash travel inner tier status I have. Yeah. I just stay away from everybody. That's what I do. Except yeah. for John McClain, who, uh, who is actually making his way back toward the uh, tent here, and we'll get him on the air. In General, we do have a more shaded area for you to sit, but I know you like getting a tan here at the Houston Methodist <laughs> Training Center. It's part of the training camp. I 3. don't need
5: any stinking shade <laughs> like you wimps. Yeah, <laughs> Wait a second. You I are. could
3: walk right out here. I'm only there. Yeah, there you come go. out here and
5: stand in the shade. I block the sun for I've you, I've been General. out here for an hour, and now I'm... Gonna do it forever long. Y'all need me.
2: All right, General. It's a pleasure to have you on. We'll have Nick Casario's press conference at eight forty-five, and then we'll have him on this show right after that. And we'll talk to him about the big story of the day, of course, and everything else going on with this team because there's plenty going on with this team. But John, what about the big story of the day and what you're expecting today from your perspective?
5: Uh, I still believe that the NFL, before at some point, will put Watson on the exempt list, which means he'll get paid his base salary of $10.54 million, but he doesn't get paid that base salary until the season begins, and the league announced they're continuing the investigation, in which we already all knew. And, and so what I'd like to know with Nick is what's Watson's status. Is he just one of the guys? Is he going to be out here? Is he going to be fourth team? Who's he going to be taking snaps away from? Snaps at training camp with three new quarterbacks mm. are invaluable. You don't need somebody that's not going to be on the team taking snaps. And you guys remember 2017, nobody touched him. He took a couple steps after a pass, blew out his knee. That could happen at any time. So mm. if I'm if I'm hoping to get a great offer for Deshaun Watson, no way I'm putting him out on the field, run the risk of an injury. And they could send him home with an excused absence and not find him, but If they were going to do that, I think they already would have. So, we're all curious to see when he gets out here. Where will number four be, and what will he be doing? Will he be working with Davis Mills to help him? Will he try? You'd think he like tried to help them become familiarity with their familiar with their teammates. But he didn't know most of them. Now that Dante Moncrief's gone, they're back to 50 new players, including 42 veterans. And Randall Cobb, I'm sure, is going to be traded and. So that would uh, take open up another spot for another veteran to come in here. So there's so many players that have to, are getting to, to know each other on the field as the coaches too. So watching so many moving parts, the defense in the new 4-3 with Lovey Smith, the, the new emphasis on the running game, all new quarterbacks, it's going to be fun. A lot of things that make this a fascinating training camp and preseason.
3: John, over the weekend, Texans trade for Anthony Miller. The news comes down because everything going on at Green Bay about the potential of Randall Cobb going to Green Bay. Don't know what's going to happen with that. What are your thoughts about the Miller trade here, Cobb potentially going there?
5: Yeah, Cobb's going to Green Bay. They were trying to work out the pick, and I guarantee you, I can't imagine that the Packers would want to take on that contract and pay him what uh, he was due to make and with that contract he signed with them. Texans last year so Miller can play inside or outside people in Chicago were glad he left they didn't think he lived up to the potential he showed as a rookie his second round pick in 2018 but he's going to be hungry like a lot of these veterans Nick Casario has brought in who are on one or two year contracts big increase coming to the salary cap they know if they play well and they they provide the kind of culture that they're looking for here if they got a chance to get paid and Anthony Miller's one of them he could get paid here. He could get paid in free agency. So I'm guessing they're going to be the, get the best that that guy's got, and hopefully he won't be punching any defensive backs uh, that got him kicked out of the playoff game against the Saints.
3: Well, if there's any defensive back who deserved to punch him, who's C.J. G, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, saying.
5: and the fact is, it said the coaches told him, do not yeah. fall for this guy. That's his game. That's and what he, he did.
3: All, and the thing was is in the first matchup, John, Gardner Johnson did those same things. He did those same things to Miller, and Miller just shoved it aside and caught eight passes for 73 yards. Like, he was running his routes against Gardner Johnson and and physically, like, getting him off of him and then got to the playoff game and let all this stuff bother him. Uh, who
5: knows? I but like the Miller trade I because he and Chris Conley both had 40 or more catches mm-hmm. the last two seasons. Of course, he's had that many for three seasons. But I would look for him – and Cooks, and I think Conley will end up being a starter when Jacksonville comes to town. Those will be the three wideouts if they go with three wides instead of two tight ends.
2: Conley already talked about playing his former team last night when we interviewed him. All right, General, in a normal situation – If this were an established roster with these running backs and they had been around for a bit, you'd say, well, you don't want to wear them out or anything. It's training camp. You know what you've got. But you really don't know what you have with these guys, even though they're veterans. They need the work, yet you can wear them out because they're veterans. So how do you handle the running back snaps in this training camp?
5: Well, first of all, they're not going to run over anybody. They can't be hit. They don't go to the ground on purpose. So it's going to be the preseason before we really get a good look at them. You know, Philip Lindsay had a thousand yards two years ago. Mark Ingram had fifteen touchdowns two years ago. Mm-hmm. And David Johnson, of course, they know what they got in him. Not sure what the contributions will be for Rex Burkhead, who's never been a regular starter. They won't I can't imagine they'd keep all four because you gotta play special teams. Don't know how many of those guys would play special teams in backup roles, but you need three good ones when you're gonna run the ball as much as the Texans and when you got a 17th game. So I look for them to get a good look in training camp, and then I'm guessing they'll go into the season with David Johnson as a starter. But the one I'm most interested in is Philip Lindsey.
3: John, if I gave you a million bucks and said you can't watch the quarterbacks today, can't even set eyes on them, because I know everybody's going to be watching the quarterbacks. So I give you a million dollars, you got to watch something else. What's the first thing you're watching today at training Well, camp? since they
5: don't hit and they're not wearing pads, the only thing worth watching would be the receivers – But you'd have to hold your hand up like this so you didn't see who's throwing the ball and just watch it go down the field and the guys running with the receivers. And the backs, tight ends will catch passes. So I'd be watching the receivers and the DBs because, really, they're the only ones that are going to be able to do anything today since they they're not putting on pads
3: so that's a bad investment by me to give you a million dollars to just watch pass catch. well if you gave
5: me a million dollars i'm out of here (laughs) you can watch any you and mark can watch anybody you want (laughs) and i'll listen to you on sports radio 610
2: all right general uh what about the defensive line here we talked to malik collins yesterday as you get to know these guys and see them up close and personal eyeball them you start realizing you know what there's talent up there and they could do some damage in this lovey smith 4-3 what do you make of what they have up front
5: malik collins did a good job at dallas did not do a good job with the raiders so he's a guy should be playing tackle with a chip on his shoulder jaleel johnson who i think will be the other tackle started 16 games for the vikings they didn't trade bernard mckinney for shaq lawson for shaq lawson to be on a bench and then i think charles amenehu will be the fourth starter and then they'll make part of a rotation will the player I'm most interested to watch on defense is Ross Blacklock. Mm-hmm. Going into his second year, he was a disappointment as a rookie. He needs to really step up his game and make that transition to a 4-3, which is a whole lot easier than a 3-4 for a young player. So this should be ideal. And I think my prediction is who will be the biggest improved player on the defensive line. If you think about the limited number of snaps he had last year and how many times yeah. he hit the quarterback – what in the world would he do if he's playing most of the time, and he can play inside or outside? He's too big for a four-three defensive end, but he can play it against the run. And of course, they have to improve against the run. But watching those guys up front to me is the most interesting thing about the defense.
3: I think the big thing for Amenahu, who on rundowns being inside, it, I don't want to say he's a liability, but it's just not—it's not a strength. But I think he could do it outside. If he can go inside to rush, that's where he really has success. And John, you stole my thunder. With Ross Blacklock because I think there are three really key guys amongst a lot of guys, but Ross Blacklock taking that step, going from year one to year two, like you said, tough year one, year two coming back with a vengeance, hopefully. I think one is Titus Howard. Two years, I think he's shown some really good things, but he's got the athletic ability and the talent to be even more. He's got to take that leap. The third to me is Lonnie Johnson at safety. What do you expect from the third year now in his second year? at safety and how important is he is he to the defense
5: you know which starter started the most games last year in secondary vernon argraves 16 he's the only one so you had eric murray and justin reed doing most of the starting johnson had five games it's his third year they need to see the improvement and the consistency they expected when he was a second round pick if not he may not be back for the fourth year and a new contract but uh, I thought it was so interesting. Fewer changes in the secondary, and uh, considering they had only two interceptions last year when they had nine turnovers, second fewest since 1980. That's the stat I'll guarantee you is going to be improved under Lovey Smith. His hallmark has been forcing turnovers. They it starts up front, of course, with the pressure. But I guarantee you, they're not going to finish last against the run, and they're going to have a whole lot more turnovers than nine. I just think with God, Brooks, you show up, you're going
3: to have more than
2: nine. Well, Terrence Brooks, Terrence Mitchell, Desmond King, somebody's going to rise up. Maybe more than one guy. Mitchell's and, the
5: only one of those that started every game last year, and he did it for the Browns.
2: Mm-hmm. I just uh, those guys though have made plays in this league. It's funny, John, as we're interviewing all these guys, I'm realizing everybody seems to be 27 years old on this team. <laughs> it's yes. not true, but there are a lot of guys who are in that and range. That's
5: smart because that means they got one more good contract in them
2: right one more one last hurrah for some of these guys and they wanted to create competition they clearly have it let's go to the offensive line for a moment because on pup you've got marcus cannon and lane taylor and those are two guys you'd love to see in the mix here very much up front so obviously it's not forever and it could be very short but what are you thinking there on the offensive line as soon
5: as they pass their physicals after their knee injuries they'll be back the two starters tackle are set. Laramie Tunsell, their best player on offense. And uh, mm-hmm. according to the league, the best player on the team, according to ESPN and their survey of 50 executives and players and coaches. And then uh, Titus Howard at right tackle and Justin Britt at center. Both guards are wide open. I assumed that Lane Taylor would start because he played for James Campen in Green Bay, and he was ticketed to start for the Packers last year, and he had a biceps injury, and when he came back from that, he blew out his knee, and I think it'd be really nice if Max Sharping played well better than last season and nailed down the left guard job. But those guys are pumped because they're going to get to run block so much more than they did last season.
3: John, what's your favorite thing about training camp?
5: Uh, truthfully, uh, being it's, out it's here not, and I'll, I'll explain the this. camaraderie yeah. of seeing everybody again. You know the restrictions. I I understand them. I don't like them. It's just a sign of the times, but. Seeing new players, you know, it'd be so much more fun if, not, if Watson had never demanded to be traded or had his legal issues and they could focus their rebuild around him. But seeing new players, new coaches, the change to the 4-3 for the first time since 2010. There's just so many changes on this team, so many places to look, and uh, we're not really going to get a good barometer of where they are until we get into the preseason And they start uh, at Green Bay with the Packers, and they can hit legitimately. But watching how it all plays out, and I don't care how many games they win, watching how it all plays out, it's going to be so interesting.
3: Best reality show ever. It
2: is. General, thanks a lot for joining us. We look forward to seeing your stuff in the Chronicle.
5: And I'm guessing you're having me every day again. Is every right? day. Every day. <laughs> what time am I going to be in the future or do I need to be flexible?
2: That's That information is given out on a need-to-know basis. All right. And no, it'll be early. It'll be around now, if that's okay with I'll you, I'll be sir. here. Okay. I'll
5: do anything you guys mm-hmm. want. Thank you very much for having me, as always.
2: Thank you. You're the best. And Nick Casario coming up 845 to meet the media. We'll have him on exclusively after that, so stick around. Plus, running backs, you know, David Johnson had that strong finish last year. He told us what a big reason was for that, and you might be surprised. That's coming up next, among other things, here on Texans Training Camp Live.
0: More from Training Camp is on the way on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
1: From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
4: Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Home Store. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text TEXANS to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Home Store location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans.
6: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the trucks of the future for everyone. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. Because the trucks of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. Hey Texans fans, you are lucky dogs
2: because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best tasting small batch pecan smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Holmes Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Holmes Smokehouse pecan smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Holmes. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans.
7: At CDW, we get that the ways we collaborate have changed.
8: But I've grown accustomed to the high-pitched musical sound of my squeaky whiteboard marker
7: i hear you with a cisco webex solution configured by cdw you can easily share notes and documents and even whiteboard from your very own computer
9: goodbye sweet marker you've served us well
7: it orchestration by cdw people who get it find out more at cdw.com slash cisco collaboration more texans radio in
10: spectacular fashion
0: is on the way it's always better to get more than what you're expecting with Houston Texans season tickets, you get just that, more. Not only will you secure your seat in the stands for every memorable moment at NRG Stadium, you'll also receive benefits all year round like significant savings versus individual game tickets, early access to Texans events like draft day and training camp, and more. Experience game day together and visit houstontexans.com/tickets.
11: At Red Diamond, we know that beating the heat on a hot summer's day isn't always easy. You can try taking a dip at the local pool, Cannonball! or you can camp out in front of the fan. Does it go any higher? But there's simply nothing more refreshing than the taste of ice-cold, fresh-brewed Red Diamond tea. Red Diamond, perfects not easy.
10: Transocean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com.
12: Whew, the sun here in Texas is no joke. Thankfully, pick your free from Reliant lets you make the most of it. Just choose truly free weekends, nights, or flex days, and we'll upgrade your plan to solar on us. So you get free electricity for a good chunk of time and solar all of the time. Just call 1 866 Reliant or visit Reliant.com. Reliant, that's power. Your way.
9: Terms and conditions apply. Reliant, PUCT number 1007.
12: Texans GM
13: Nick Casario speaks this morning, just before the 9 a.m. practice. And we'll have it live from Camp Casario. How are the Texans planning on handling Deshaun Watson? Get the answer from Texans GM Nick Casario. This morning at 845. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Play here. Play here.
4: Play here.
14: This is Justin Reed. And this is picked off by Reed.
15: And he's going to score.
4: And you're listening to Texans Radio.
2: Mark Vandermeer and John Harris from the Houston Methodist Training Center, Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. As media gathering to our left here to see Nick Casario, general manager of the Houston Texans, training camp press conference number one. Obviously, you don't hear from the GM much during training camp, but at least once and maybe twice, and David Culley pretty much every day from here on out until we get to the opener in September when the Texans take out the Jacksonville Jaguars at NRG Stadium, preseason game number one, two weeks from Saturday night at Green Bay, Johnny. So here we go, and you're going to get more practices than usual. This is an early start. Usually, yeah. Yeah. in a normal situation, by normal I mean pre-COVID, right. you'd have two weeks of practices. So you'd right. probably start Saturday morning yes. with your initial training camp practice. Now you have three more. You have three extras yeah. to get ready. They'll be in pads on Monday. They'll have Sunday off. And don't get me started on game day week yet. I will no, mess no, with no, you no, when we no, get to no, that no, point. No. Today uh, is
3: Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Because I woke up this morning thinking it was Friday.
2: Oh, gosh. I don't know Don't so do that the, to me. I, yeah. And don't do that to the listener either because it's, it's that's not Friday what I yet. I
3: said. I reiterated. Okay. It's Wednesday.
2: Thank you. Yeah. All going right. So let's Saturday. get to this now. I promised you this. I'm going to deliver. Texans running back situation. Look, Philip Lindsay. I'm excited about him. We saw him in OTAs. Look, you didn't see him hit anybody or get hit by anybody, but he looked spry, and that was good. You know when he's healthy, he's good, yep. and you hope he stays healthy, obviously. Mark Ingram, we'll see him out here soon enough. I don't know about Rex Burkhead, maybe still on the mend here, but uh, let's see what we get out of him. Obviously, David Johnson coming back is interesting because you had those three games where he had 130 yards plus from scrimmage in those last three contests. He looked different, looked like a different player at the end of the year, looked like he was really gelling with the entire offensive unit. And Johnny and I, this is a little snippet of an interview we did with him. We asked David Johnson what the difference was at the end of the year when the production amped up.
16: I think the biggest thing for me was I got to talk to a psychologist um, and really focus more on my ability, uh, not worrying so much about what's going on outside of my control. And that's what he told me, man. Control what I can control, do what I can, and be positive. I think that's another big thing is just be positive, be uh, When you start having negative thoughts or saying negative things, it starts manifesting into bad things, obviously. Uh, So I started doing that a lot more and really just um, doing everything I can to try to keep my body healthy and mentally be strong.
3: How tough, David, was it for you to make the change from Arizona to come here, especially with all that was going on last year with COVID and Zoom meetings and all that? Not that making excuses for anything or making or forcing you to do that, but what was how difficult was that to make the change from the only NFL team you had known to come to a totally new situation uh, that you came to last year?
16: It was very different. It was very hard at the very beginning because I it wasn't just me coming; it was my family. I have two kids and a wife, and we were trying to come in the middle of the pandemic. And I was trying to set up, you know, a pediatrician, a doctor, everything, trying to get a house. And it's not like you can just walk to, uh to view houses anymore. It's all virtual. So uh, everyone's getting used to being on Zoom and stuff. And I think that was the hardest thing is actually outside of football. Um, learning playbooks, are, you know, when you become a veteran, you learn playbooks pretty well. Um, you know football. Football's always usually the same, just wording's different. And so for me, it was just that, uh, my family, and getting them all settled. And I think the thing that for me that was hard as well is learning the guys seeing him on on zoom is not the same as meeting them <laughs> in person so when I first got here and meeting them really for the first time during practice it was really hard to like know guys face you know get to uh, know them well know their characteristics and stuff like that and so even uh, you know we did zoom all the way through OTAs but I felt like I still was on a new team when I first right. got here for training camp and getting to meet the guys and uh, just seeing how everyone you know plays you know what their strengths, what their weaknesses are, how they play, what motivates them, you know how you talk to them during games, and stuff like that, that was probably the hardest thing
2: there's David Johnson new to this team last year now also new to this team last year was one of the receivers, Randall Cobb, Johnny, and we have yes. some breaking news here to report
3: yes, from the source himself on twitter Randall cobb, and i 've looked at that 's his that's his Twitter handle. It's not. Checkmark. It's got a blue check mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just says, I'm coming home. It's a picture of him in his Green Bay Packers number 18 jersey. So, apparently a deal has been made. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb going back to Green Bay. We'll see what the deal is. What the Packers have coming back. And I, and I got to thinking about this. I was listening to Sean and Seth Mark on the way up here. And I started thinking the Texans trade for Miller was – from the bears texas got miller in a seventh mm-hmm. for a fifth of 2022 right so if they move cobb and who knows what they're gonna get i don't know but it almost becomes almost becomes in essence mm-hmm. miller and a seventh for Cobb.
2: right and
3: in, in essence i mean you know obviously i know it's different teams and all that but that's in essence what this becomes is a younger more athletic player with a seventh rounder for Randall. I mean, we'll see. And Randall's coming off an injury. But Randall Cobb tweeted four minutes ago now, I'm coming home. His picture in a Green Bay Packers jersey. So apparently that deal is done.
2: And the Cobb contract definitely comes into play when you're figuring yes. what the value Absolutely. is going back toward Green Bay. Absolutely. Coming here, obviously, because they're taking that on. Mm-hmm. And as far as the Aaron Rodgers chemistry goes up there with Devontae Adams and his other pass catchers, yep. He clearly wants to work with Randall Cobb. And I think it's maybe beyond that. I can't speak for him, obviously, but having a guy like Randall Cobb around. We talked to Randall Cobb. He's a terrific guy. Obviously did not go well for him here. He made some plays, but it did not go well for him here. But he goes back to Green Bay where he's comfortable. They're very comfortable with him. We'll see how it works out for him, and best of luck.
3: Well, with all that was going on, last night mm-hmm. uh, I don't, we we left the building i don't know six ish six something six fifteen or so, yeah, and I came out
2: here and just decided to bake a little bit, yeah, you know, just to get used to well, it. well I went to
3: go put my connects on down where we put them all as we walk in, and That's as the I was tracking walking, device, yeah, so yeah the we tracking device, so I was going Johnny. to put that back on the tray as they can trace me throughout practice, and know where I am as I was walking, I saw one individual there's really only one other individual on the service level and it was Randall and i I debated whether I should say something like. And that's what made COVID last year so weird. Like yeah. we didn't, even we were there all year, but we never got a chance to, to meet so him, to really bond and get and so to know I these just, guys. And so I just, as I had seen him throughout the summer, I just said, I said, "Hey, Randall, how you doing?" He was nice, and um, my guess is, I mean, he was walking somewhere. I don't know where he was going, but it's the first time we had seen him in a building. So, official Randall Cobb going back to green bay
2: okay next up nick casario live from the podium which is a few feet away from us then we'll have him live on this very radio program so nick casario next live stick around on texans training camp live
6: this is whitney merciless and you're listening to texans radio don't touch that dial, or else
4: at Amity bank it's all about relationships And in talking with our customers, we found a consistent theme.
11: Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us.
4: They make you feel important. You don't get that everywhere.
17: Thank you to Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families.
4: From our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee Bank, Science Bank Corporation, N.A. and FDIC, Official business bank of the Houston Texans.
17: The all-new Hyundai Elantra, unlike a number of competitors, offers completely wireless Apple CarPlay, so you can seamlessly connect to all your smartphone apps without a cable. The Elantra, named 2021 North American Car of the Year.
15: Now get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on the Elantra. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only. Offers end date 221. Call 469-613-0227 for more
2: details.
8: It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger.
17: Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
13: Texans GM Nick Casario speaks this morning, just before the 9 a.m. practice, and we'll have it live from Camp Casario. How are the Texans planning on handling Deshaun Watson? Get the answer from Texans GM Nick Casario. This morning at 845. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here.
9: He's in. Touchdown, Houston.
0: This is Texans Radio.
9: At HEB, we know that game day is about more than the game itself. The taste of victory is unparalleled, but so is the taste of HEB jalapeno poppers hot off the grill. Seeing the best players in their prime is truly something to behold. So is an HEB Prime 1 burger that you grilled to perfection. For low prices on all the things that make game day great and delicious, visit HEB, your official game day headquarters, or use the Buy HEB app to order curbside and start prepping for game day right away.
6: At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888 MyCat20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world.
18: The unforgettable college football Saturday you've been craving is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021 Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 4th. Start off the college football season right to reserve your seats and get details on the latest event news, ticket discounts, and more. Go to TexasKickoff.com.
15: Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeon de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Light. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit Houstontexans.com backslash campeon to nominate a Latino leader today. Houston Texans Lux is
0: the only membership that gives you connections to the top business professionals in Houston and unprecedented access to Texans events. Sign up for the 2021 Lux waitlist. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on limited Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com or call 832-667-2299. 9. 9. Now, Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity, continues.
2: Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. As we are at the Houston Methodist Training Center, we are a few feet away from fields one and two, and the media is here. Or the media are here. It's a plural, Johnny. That's what it is. It sounds always,
3: awkward. It's one of these things. Okay? Yeah, and this always comes up when talking about Premier League soccer teams. Mm-hmm. I talk about Manchester City are here, and it yeah. always it like, bothers blows me. my mind. Like, oh, wait, no. So, yeah, I the, think it's, the media
2: are here. You're right. I, I used to be a stickler, but I think in sports everything is okay. Right? How about this? You have a members, lot of members.
3: Members of the media are here. There you go. That's easier. All right, That's Nick Casario
2: is making his way over to the podium as uh, we'll have him live here in just a moment, and we'll find out what he has to say about numerous things related to this team heading into training camp number 20 in the history of the franchise. Randall Cobb deal done, according to Randall himself. Let's hear from the general manager now as he addresses the media.
19: Making
2: his way to the microphone.
19: Uh, welcome to training camp. Appreciate everybody being here. Uh, take a couple of minutes, talk through a couple different things, and then we'll kind of get into uh, a little bit of Q and A. Uh, but I would just say, first off, appreciate everybody being here. Uh, a lot of work by a lot of people has gone into, to get us to this point. Uh, I would say the players are excited. The team's excited, the organization excited. We're all excited to be here. My arm's excited. Um, we'll see if it will maintain that performance throughout the course of camp here. but. Uh, you know, we've done some things during the offseason, uh, made some modifications to the facility, as some of you may have seen, um, kind of online. Uh, appreciative of the support of ownership uh, and the capital commitments they made with the new locker room, training space, with all that design, really, uh, to give the players and staff uh, the resources they need to, to be successful and give them the opportunity, um, you know, go out there and perform to the best of their ability. So, uh, you know, training camp's here. It's a great opportunity for us to get started. Um, You know, a couple things that I think are are relevant right now, just I would say that we're dealing with, that teams are dealing with. Uh, I would say uh, there's been a lot of discussion and questions about COVID, the vaccine, kind of that situation. Uh, I would just say uh, the league has done a great job putting protocols in place with the goal and the intent to, to give every team an opportunity to be functional from a workflow standpoint. So that's the most important thing. Uh, relative to the vaccine, uh, I would just say what Joe Judd said about that yesterday, I think was spot on. It's not about picking sides. you know it's about educating the players. It's about providing them the information and the resources. And the reality is, as we've all seen, COVID is with us. You know, a lot of research, a lot of medical professionals have spent a lot of time on this. and right now, the delta strain is as contagious as any strain that's out there. So I think it's important for all of us to maintain you know vigilance, be smart about how we're handling everything we're going to be smart and I think we're going to be flexible relative to if we have to make some modifications. So the, uh, the building is set up a certain way right now. If we get to the point where we have to make some changes, then we'll, we'll modify and make some adjustments. I would say our players have done a great job responding and handling the workflow and the workload. Um, and again, I think uh, we're making some progress just on the vaccine uh, front. Um, so, uh, we're in a pretty good uh, position. Um, so again, it's not about picking sides, it's an individual choice. Our job and our goal is to create, you know, as healthy a work environment and flow for everybody involved. Um, on the roster, um, as you all know, it's a pretty fluid situation. So just kind of commented on some of the things that have taken place the past few days. So we made a few transactions: Traded for Anthony Miller a receiver from uh, Chicago. Uh, and The corresponding move was to, to drop Mitch from the roster. Uh, released Dante Moncrief yesterday, who wasn't gonna be uh, ready to participate in training camp. Uh, and I'd say we're kind of working through a situation relative to Randall Cobb. I know some of that's been reported. Um, there's probably, there's a few moving pieces on that. So I don't really want to comment about anything kind of being complete and come to fruition. Uh, but I would say the roster is kind of a day-to-day endeavor. Uh, I'm probably going to give a little shameless plug here for the guys at 6'10". Maybe you guys can take a poll and say, how many roster transactions are the Houston Texans going to have over and under between now and the start of training camp? And I'll maybe give 100 bucks to the winner. So you guys can handle that however you want it. But, Again, uh, there's always going to be a lot of movement uh, on and off the roster. We have 50 new players. Um, Again, it's a great opportunity for everybody to kind of get started. The goal for training camp is for everybody to establish their level of performance. We're not going to predetermine everything. Nobody has a defined role. We're going to go out there and let the players kind of take care of themselves, and that will sort itself out. Um, I'd say we probably have about mm, 79 players that will be kind of working, and then we got some other players that are different categories relative to whatever their health status is. So, again, we're not necessarily going to give kind of a day-to-day report about who's doing what, who's where everybody has a process and a protocol that they're following. Um, and The goal is to get everybody out there at some point so they can participate and perform to the best of their ability and give them a chance to compete for a, a roster spot. Um, one other comment I would say, probably a little bit more personal, but maybe for, for some of you all here in the media, um, just on uh, the tragic loss of Coach Knapp. I know Coach Knapp was here a little bit in Houston. Some of you maybe had a better relationship than, than others, but – I think it's a great reminder for all of us on really the fragility of life and what's in front of us and that the reality is we're not guaranteed anything. We're not we're guaranteed today, but we're not guaranteed much beyond that. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers for the Knapp family, to the Jets organization. Um, I would say my memory of Coach Knapp, really, when you think of the scouting combine, he's really been a kind of prominent fixture with the quarterbacks. Kind of everything's kind of started with him. So when you watch a quarterback drill. So again, I think it's just a great reminder for all of us. We can't take anything for granted um, and we're only guaranteed today. And, you know, certainly our thoughts are are with his family and, you know, the Jets organization, you know, as well. Um, you know, I'd say on Deshaun's situation, uh, I know there will probably be a lot of questions about that. I would say my comments about that or he reported for training camp the other day. I know the league uh, put out a statement and made some comments about where they are in that process. Uh, and, again, I think from our perspective, it's a day-to-day endeavor. Um, you know, we're going to take the information. We're going to process that. We're respectful of everybody and everything that's involved um so we'll kind of take it one day at a time and you know ultimately we're going to do what we feel is best you know for the houston texans um I, i'm sure there'll be some questions I know there's been a lot of speculation about what the texans will do by a lot of different scenarios i mean quite frankly i mean a lot of it's speculation i'm not going to comment about about a bunch of rumors about what we've done what we're going to do what the plan is like that's not what i'm going to do that's not my responsibility the reason I was brought here by the McNair family is to do what I feel is best for the Houston Texans organization on a day to day basis. And that's my responsibility to ownership, that's my responsibility to the players, and that's my responsibility to the coaching staff. So that's how we're going to handle it. Okay. So, um, you know, with that, we'll, we'll take some questions here for a few minutes and then uh, we'll kind of get moving.
18: Well,
19: Again, I'm not going to get into an individual discussion about who's going to be doing what. Again, Everybody will go out there, you know, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do, and I'm not going to comment about somebody, you know, what they're going to do on a day-to-day basis. Nick,
5: you said
3: it's not your decision to make, but you just spent five minutes talking about everything. You're the GM. Whose decision is it to make about what Deshaun Watson does with this team?
19: Again, we're going to do what we feel is best for the organization on a day-to-day basis. So, again, it's a collective effort. I mean, between myself and David Culley, we're going to talk about everything each day, and then we're going to do what we feel is best. Is it
3: it in the best interest of this team for Deshaun Watson
20: to be around this team right now?
19: Again, I'm not going to get into speculation about what's right, what's not. Again, the most important thing for us is do what we feel is best, and the most important thing is for the players to go out there, and get themselves ready to play so whatever that entails whatever that looks like looks like that's you what we're going to do with
3: everything going i mean sean watson a national story and you're not you're not giving any update about his status with your team when he's on your roster
19: again it's my responsibility is to the players first and foremost in the organization and that's you know that's where it's going to be
3: Nick, how has he engaged with the coaches and yourself and since he did your-
19: yeah i mean i'd say we've had conversations i'm not going to get into the nature of those conversations again um, he's here um, you know, he's been in meetings, he went through the conditioning test, you know, just like however many other players that we have that were here. So again, we're gonna take it one day at a time, Ed. Um, you know, we're gonna do what we feel is best on a day-to-day basis.
5: Nick, will you be out here? What
19: will we do? again I'm not gonna comment about who's gonna be out here, who's gonna be doing what, John. You know, we're gonna go out here, we're gonna prepare for practice and then you know we'll just take it one day at a time, one period at a time.
10: When did you learn to be reporting to
19: camp? Pardon me? When did you learn to do- Everybody had a reporting date, you know, and uh, you know that was notified the players were notified of what their reporting date was. So everybody knew when they were scheduled to report. So, you know, everybody knew what was expected on that front. Hey, hey, you
5: concerned he- about the distractions that this may
19: cause or cuz Yeah, no. Our players and staff have done a great job. I mean, uh, focusing on what they can control, which is their job, which is their individual performance, which is their individual skill development and, you know, their development as a player. Again, kind of where we are at training camp I and mean, this week is kind of unique. We're in this kind of ramp up period, there's no pads, you know, it's helmets, you know, we're going to go through practice like we normally do. But the most important thing for each player, each person is to focus on themselves and the things that they can control. Again, we have 50 new players, whatever it is. I mean, you guys have, have done the count probably better than I have, but we have a lot of new players. So their responsibility is to themselves and to each other to go out there and just do their job and prepare themselves to play. Again, the roster construction, what that looks like, again, between now, I mean, we play a game in what is it, seventeen days or something like that. So we have twelve to thirteen practices. So we have a lot to get done in a short period of time, so the most important thing is for the players to focus on the things that they can control. Nick, did, did Sean Watson tell you guys that he again that he does not that he wants to be treated? Yeah, I'm not gonna comment on what's been communicated, what conversations we had. I think that's more of a private, you know, out of respect to everybody involved. I think that's you know the most important thing is to keep it between ourselves. Yeah, I'd say we, I'd say most of our team looks like they're ready to go. Uh, I'd say you know mostly just about everybody you know passed the conditioning test, which is kind of one measure of their physical performance and what that says is whether or not they're they're ready to practice. So um, again, the players have worked hard in the off season. They kind of prepared themselves. Again, are things going to happen out here in the practice field? Ed? Absolutely. So again, the most important thing is getting themselves physically ready to play. And again, the way the practices are structured, the way the league is is put in place for the CBA it gives everybody kind of an opportunity with some of the jaded and jagged kind of off-season program. So, again, where the team is now, most players are in condition, most are ready to go. You know, we'll have to monitor you know, workload and level of performance and those types of things on a regular basis, and that's what we'll do. But the players that are here are ready to practice, um, and then, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. as far as just you're talking about an individual basis or just yeah again it's not about one person or one individual I think our focus is on our team and always doing what's in the best interest of our team and you know that's how we're going to handle it again I would say there's always a lot that go into these things. And again, we're, and look, every team is dealing with different things, I would say, when you look around the league, so we're no different. So again, we talk about everything. David and I talk about everything on a day-to-day basis. And you know, we're going to go out there and each day just try to do what we feel is best for us.
5: Nick,
19: have you reached 85% on the vaccination? Uh, I'm not going to get into the percentage, John. What I would say is I'd say we've made progress from the spring relative to where we are now. So. Um, we're making progress um, again I don't want to necessarily get into the percentages because some of that is it's pretty fluid just relative to the dates and the timing of when that actually comes to fruition so I'd say we've made progress from the spring um, we're on on track uh, I think we're in a decent position so you know each day we'll probably get more information as we go Pardon me uh, I would not expect him to be out here no. Yeah, again, we really haven't talked about anybody relative to who's a starter, who's not. Again, everybody's going to get a lot of reps. We're going to mix and match the groups. You know, everybody's going to get the same. Op- I would say this is really our first time to kind of evaluate, you know, our team OTAs or OTAs. So now we're going to get into a little bit more, okay, individual group drill, seven on seven. So we're going to see more. We're going to have more information. Again, Everybody's going to get X number of reps. At some point, we'll have to make a decision about who sits where and who goes where. I would say day one is really not the the place to determine that. So it's not about starters. It's not about whose role. It's about the players going out there and just establishing their level of performance. That's the most important thing. Hold on, one at a time. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd say with a lot of the new players that have come in, um, their attitudes have been good. They worked hard. You know, we had a four-week period there where we were able to get some things accomplished. So, um, again, everybody's here now um, in training camp, so we'll get a better barometer as to, to where people might be. So, again, I'd say just the, the construction of the team. As we sit here today, we have a lot of guys that have, you know, a certain level of experience in the league. So, again, now that we're kind of starting over, like that's not as germane and as relevant. So all we can go is based off – of what we see here so again the most important thing aaron is for for everybody just, just to kind of focus on what they can do and what they can handle and Keep then in, more. when, it, when no. it comes to a watson situation or handling anything how much does noise or distraction factor in or is that just something that you just have to put to the side and focus on doing what's best with the squad yeah it's a great question um i i'd say just generally speaking society there's probably a lot of noise on an external basis i think one of the things that that we've you know been consistent about is kind of focusing on what goes on in our building and the things that we can control you know which is our effort which is our attitude which is our meeting which is preparing for practice so again our players and staff have done a great job Um, I would say the attitude in the building um, has been great kind of going even going back to January when you know I first arrived so again I think the most important thing is for us to focus on what's going on inside the building and again there's always going to be things externally that that are said or, or noise as your reference, but again, it's not our job to kind of get caught up in that. At least that's not, you know, I'd be kind of be, wouldn't be doing my job if I was kind of worried about, you know, some of those things. Yeah, again, like everybody had a reporting date and the expectation was that, you know, the players would report. So, you know, that was, you know, and, we, you know, everybody had their time that they were going to be in the building. So, you know, we have however many players are here right now. I think it's 88-ish, 89, whatever it is relative to the roster. So, um, again, it's where we are for today, and we're moving forward. So, can take, maybe take me – take me
5: me me your, your so anyway.
10: Yeah, uh,
19: again, I think the performance will – it's hard for me to sit here and say, well, this is what I think right now. So, again, we've assembled the team. We've added players to the team uh, that – Again, cross positions with a variety of different backgrounds, a variety of different levels of experience. Um, again, our job is to go out here and kind of evaluate what we see moving forward. Again, can't have any preconceived notions, and we've communicated this to the players. Like Respectfully, it's not about what's happened in the past. You're going to be judged on what happens moving forward, and I think the players understand that, and you are going to hold themselves accountable for that.
21: Nick, can emphasize fresh starts and doing things that are in the best interest of the organization? You mentioned several times today. Back to Watson, though, is it a distraction in the best interest of the organization?
5: Yeah, I would
19: just speak. I don't want to speak for anybody else, but it, it really it hasn't been a distraction, and you know we don't think it will be a distraction. Again, I think our staff and players have done a great job of focusing on the things that, you know, are germane and relevant to them, which is their individual performance and their individual job. So, again, I, I again I don't want to speak for too many people, but I would say to answer your question, it really is not. A, it hasn't been a distraction. So maybe yeah, so one what, more.
10: What, what, what is the fact that he's here.
19: Again, we'll take the information each day. Again, it's not a distraction for for the team. Our players have done a great job with their attitude and approach. So, again, they're professionals, and they're going to handle things the right way, which, quite frankly, they've done all the way up until this point. Okay? All right, guys, have a good day. Thank
2: you. There's Nick Casario, who is at the podium, and now he's going to walk right over here to our broadcast tent at the Houston Methodist Training Center and have a conversation with us. As the Texans get their first practice underway of training camp number 20 in the history of the franchise, and here he is, General Manager Nick Casario, a long walk from the podium <laughs> and headphones. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, good good morning. morning, John. Good morning, good morning. Mark. Well, it's great to see you, and uh, I know you just took uh, 37 questions about the quarterback situation, but let's talk about the guys who Did are here count? with you. Yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> it's it's a neighborhood. Over under was like 32. It's a bad neighborhood
2: but we we observed OTAs and the guys who were here with you during OTAs and and I know that you mentioned carving up reps and things like that will be determined on a day-to-day basis almost, but what kind of practice do we expect today overall, Nick, as this is the first day in and you're not in pads yet?
19: Yeah, it's a great question. So, look, the rules are what the rules are relative to CBA, so this is kind of the ramp-up period. So I would say really this first week will be essentially an extension of OTAs in some respects Mm -hmm. with the addition of maybe some more team-related activities, so from seven-on-seven to one-on-ones. Um, to team offense versus defense which we really didn't do much of in the spring so up till that point everything is probably similar relative to the pace relative to individual and even some of the special teams period and then once we kind of get through that we can do a little bit more team working against one another Mm -hmm. line up call a play the defense can get the adjustment see the alignment you know get in the huddle call the play I would say that will be the probably the main difference from the spring relative to now so again even without pads you'll still be able to get enough things done. So we have a few team periods lined up here for practice, um, so we'll go through that. So, again, we'll just get more information as we go and then kind of ramp up into the next phase next week when we get ready for padded practices and then we can work on maybe more of the running game. So with some of this will be a little bit more, I would say, passing emphasis. Again, how you double team and deuce block and all that on with helmets and shorts versus when you actually get into a padded practice, you'll be able to see a little bit more.
3: Nick, you've reminded us many times, as you've talked with Mark and I, about roster management. It's 24-7, 365. It doesn't stop even two days before players report you make a deal for Anthony Miller. What can you tell us about Anthony Miller, former Chicago Bear, former Memphis Tiger? And I'll ask you this. You tell us, and you told us, the draft is overhyped. Okay. But we know that Anthony Miller... John, I know was, you spend a lot of time know, on know, that, so I, I don't want to like, make yeah, you feel bad. You, <laughs> me, you, hurt, you, you cut me to the core, Nick. But how much do you take out of what scouts are able to see of him coming out of Memphis versus what they saw with him in Chicago before you bring him here to Houston?
19: John it's actually a really good question and I think you put so much into that college scouting process so you develop a backlog of information and yep. a database of information so you have your evaluations of said player coming out you know what are the factors what were his skills what did we think what were our interactions and then you take that and then we can go back and look at the three years of what he did in Chicago Um, And, again, when you make a transaction or you make a trade, you're taking as much information in as possible wherever it comes from. So it's a good reference point. A more recent reference point would be what they did against NFL competition and what they did in the league. But, again, now you're kind of taking that player out of their existing system into a new system. And I would say with a player in his particular case, there will be some catch-up work that needs to be done. Um, because you didn't have the the ability to kind of go through an off-season program. So, you know, we'll get them up to speed as quickly as possible and do the best we can. But you take all the information that you have access to and try to use that as a part of your decision-making process.
2: I know you said that uh, you have a lot of moving parts with the Cobb situation, but looking at the whole group here, Nick, how flexible is it when a guy comes in and people label him, oh, he's a slot receiver. But maybe he can play outside or maybe an outside guy can play the slot sometimes and we saw cooks do some short passing game work last year how important is flexibility in this group
19: it's a great question i think sometimes and john you've probably seen this a little bit sometimes people get pigeonholed they can only do this but again we kind of have to get to take that bias out what you want really want to do is present the player the information put him in different spots and you might find, you know what, maybe he actually can do something different than we thought. So again, part of our responsibility is to maybe put that player in a position and not just say, he's just this, or he's just that, you know? So again, a player never played like Nate Solder, you know, going back to my time in new England, Mm -hmm. you know, he was a left tackle and as a rookie, he played right tackle and jumbo tight end. So Mm -hmm. if you go into it saying, well, he can only do this, well, you kind of limit your possibility. So again, when you actually get down to the 53-man roster, okay, you bring X number of, let's say, receivers to the game, well, you have to be able to back up some spots So, who can handle that job. So that's what part of training camp is for, to see who can handle maybe some of those different responsibilities. I
3: think I know we're a few weeks away from having to make a cut down to 53, but last year the NFL, because of COVID, opened up the practice squad rules, and it looks like they're going to keep them in place for 2021, I believe. How does that help you as an evaluator of this roster to make sure, hey, I've got the right... 53 but i've got this repository of players that i know i've got to be able to count on how important is it to have those rules again in 2021
19: no it's a great point i think you know when you go through the roster everybody kind of gets caught up in 53 it's 53 right. players but then when you add another 16 let's call it whatever the number is going to be yeah. more than likely 16 so you're working with call it 68 69 70 players in total right, right. so That's your team. Now, who's on, who's off the roster? Again, our goal is to try to keep as many good players in the building as possible. How do you do that, and what's the best mechanism to do it? Okay, you have to figure out what makes sense. Okay, do we cut this guy and try to put him on a practice squad, or you know what, we're not sure if we can get him there. You know, those are some of the things that will go into some of the psychology as we get a little bit closer. But you're really looking at that group in totality because at any point, those players could be active on Sunday. At least that's how we're approaching it.
2: Nick, when you look at the scope of camp here and you take into consideration the weather, the heat, all of it, how extensive were those meetings in determining how you're going to do business here? Because you have some guys who coached here before and played here before, but you have a lot of guys who didn't. So how did you go about that process?
19: Yeah, it's new for a lot of us. And really what you want to do is try to educate them. So, I mean, our sports performance staff, strength conditioning staff can reiterate some things relative to some of the data shows this. So, but hydration, taking care of your body. I mean, again, we're practicing in the morning because practicing in the afternoon Mm -hmm. from a health and safety standpoint could put players at risk, you know. So you try to do what we feel is best. You know, again, we have the bubble, we have outdoor practice field. So pooling Mm -hmm. all that information, and, look, you can explain it to them and prepare them for it, but then they get out here and it's a totally different situation. So we got to be diligent, monitor, make sure we're not going to put anybody at risk. Look, training camp is going to be hot. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. It should be. That's what training camp is designed for. But you also want to make sure you don't put the players in a position you know, where they're at risk for no uh, particular reason.
3: Along those lines, Nick, I've, I've read different coaches and different people talk about what COVID last year taught them and kind of the ramp up to their season. I listened to Matt Campbell talk about it for Iowa State and some others. Does any of that kind of carry over to this year and maybe using some of the efficiencies found going through that, even though it was a rough situation to take and put it towards this year? and the fact you got another week added on to the season, does any of that kind of carry over any kind of best practices from last year?
19: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we try to incorporate them to the best of our ability. Because, again, I mean, we just talked about this a few minutes ago with the press. I mean, COVID is still relevant, and yeah. it's still out there, mm-hmm. and we're going to be dealing with it, and it's probably not going away. So your ability to kind of adapt and adjust on the fly, we have experience doing that last year. Mm-hmm. I think everybody, teams, coaches, staff, the league, show the ability to be able to adjust. So I think you have to be flexible in your thinking yep. and can't get so caught up in, oh, man, we can't do this, we can't do that. It's really what can we do, and we're not going to make excuses, and we're going to try to maximize whatever the resources we have are.
2: Are you throwing today?
19: Yeah. How's the wind? <laughs> how's the guy? I'm going to have to go out there and warm up before practice. So I know nobody wants to see me throw, but whatever I can do to help the team, then I'll do that. We you, got a, you got 100 throws a day? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, so I don't know if I can oh, maintain on. that performance.
2: We have video guys ready. Ready for this activity. <laughs> I'm sure the
19: cameras will be on me. Yes, yeah, and right. there will be a telestrator
3: later on. Oh, on man. <laughs> <necessary> <laughs> a, <throwing> football. <laughs> a Johnny Strader.
2: all right Nick, thanks a lot for joining us. We yeah, Thanks so much. It. I appreciate it. Have a great uh, day. You too. Nick. General manager of your Houston Texans. And he just did a big session with the media, did a little session with us. And we'll probably roll some of that later on on Texans yeah, All absolutely. Access tonight with our David Johnson interview. We're having a show meeting right now. I think the David yeah, Johnson interview has to happen tonight. Yeah, but uh, he obviously, I said 37 questions. It might have been that. It might have been 37 questions about I mean, the they're coming
3: rapid fire at some point.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I get it because the media all wants a story. Here's, <laughs> look, I'm part of the media, sort of, maybe, you know, and I've been for a long time. I know I'm with the team now, John, uh, but you and I always stick to the facts. You know, people always ask us, well, how do you guys address these things? We stick to the facts, you know. Hey, if Watson's here, Watson's here. If he's not, he's not. <laughs> facts. Yeah. And it, the the situation is, though, the media, I get why players and coaches are reluctant sometimes yeah. to give too much because the, the shortest little blurb can become a huge headline and it could be buried in a, in a transcript, in a press conference, and they didn't really mean it to be that of that magnitude, but it becomes
3: that way. Here's a great example. I just read this right before we went on the air. Bruce Arians mm-hmm. went off. On PFT. Yes, because of something that was on PFT. Now, PFT is like the game of telephone. Right. Because Florio will take stories. Mm-hmm. And then put it on his side's right. aggregation side, and then kind of give his thoughts about it. And the way that he, quote-unquote, reported it was not the actual way that it's going. Because he put something in there that you would think is innocuous. Right. But it's a big deal. And it had to do with the wristbands and all that kind of stuff. And Arians went off yep. yesterday. And there's a part of me that's like, I, I don't blame him. I don't nah. blame him because somehow... There was a report that gets out there, and then it gets to Florio. Then he aggregates it and puts it out there. And and PFT's got a massive audience. And you've played a game of telephone. By the time it gets to the fourth person, it's not – this story is completely right. changed. And so, Mike, Mike does a really I, good I job, did. but I he, you does. Know, he, he does he's looking for certain things right.
2: sometimes, and uh, right. and obviously they get blown up. Okay, we're gonna break here because uh, we're a little bit behind in that category. <laughs> yeah. uh, Max Sharping coming up as well, and players not on the field yet. By the way, you mentioned they activated early at a yes. meeting. Uh, they're coming out here to practice. Uh, some players are out here. In fact, I see the longest tenured Texan. Yes. Uh, making his way. Over to the midfield area, that would be John Weeks, the long snapper. All right, we'll have more coming up on Texans Training Camp Live.
8: Touchdown!
0: Texans Radio continues in a moment.
8: To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids... And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style.
15: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
0: The sights, the sounds, nothing compares to Houston Texans football at NRG Stadium. And we can't wait to welcome you back this season. From joining in on the best tailgating in the NFL to cheering on your Texans at kickoff or biting into savory food selections like Killen's mouthwatering barbecue, you'll have plenty of chances to make game day memories with your family and friends. Experience game day together and get your 2021 Texan season tickets by visiting HoustonTexans.com tickets.
11: Right now at Mattress Firm, upgrade your sleep and save up to $400 on our best brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy Purchase. Or get a $300 instant gift when you shop Tempur-Pedic, the number one rated mattress in America. Our sleep experts have over 200 hours of training. And with our low price guarantee, you can rest assured, you'll get the best bet at the best price. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. At Red Diamond, we know that beating the heat on a hot summer's day isn't always easy. You can try taking a dip at the local pool. Or you can camp out in front of the fan. Does it go any higher? But there's simply nothing more refreshing than the taste of ice cold, fresh brewed Red Diamond tea. Red Diamond. Perfect's not easy.
20: The Houston Texans and Schlumberger are proud to present the Houston Texans Stats Challenge, a program that makes learning math fun for sixth graders using the game of football. Over the past six years, more than 800 teachers and 230,000 students across Texas have been impacted by the Stats Challenge. Help your local sixth grade class be the next to join them. Visit HoustonTexans.com for more details and go
4: Texans!
0: Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio.
6: Super Bowl 56 is heading to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And On Location can make your whole weekend unforgettable. With On Location, you can enjoy pre-game parties, choose from an incredible selection of game-time seats, and get unmatched access throughout it all. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. And the only way to experience the ultimate Super Bowl. Visit nflonlocation.com slash Super Bowl for more information. That's nflonlocation.com slash Super Bowl.
14: Hey, this is Keith, Papa John's here, and guess what? We've done it. We finally came out with what I consider the best pizza ever. It's our new Epic Stuffed Crust Pizza, only at Papa John's. That's right. We took our wonderful crust, fresh dough, and rolled into it 100% mozzarella cheese, and now you get an extra cheesy pizza when you order Get a large one topping and the Epic Stuffed Crust for just 12 bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, and now best stuffed crust around, Papa John's, Houston.
2: Hey, Texans fans, as the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Go see them today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans two
6: is better than one how many times have you heard that one more than once i bet because it just adds up for example there are two not one great reasons to fill up with chevron with tecron number one unbeatable cleaning power and number two or maybe this should be number one unbeatable mileage plus chevron puts tecron in every grade every gallon of their gasoline so that's two no wait three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only chevron with tecron care for your car
18: the unforgettable college football Saturday you've been craving is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021 Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 4th. Start off the college football season right to reserve your seats and get details on the latest event news, ticket discounts, and more. Go to texaskickoff.com. Dot com. Dot .com, dot com, dot .com, Texans Training
0: Camp is underway. Get all the breaking news, updates, interviews, and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. Now back to Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
2: Mark Vandermeer and John Harris, we've got players on the field and a lot of players in the bubble right now as they're in uniform getting ready for today's session number one of Texans Training Camp now, they're going with the. Um, they're going with, what is it, shells, Johnny, or is that just a straight jersey? Yeah, straight jersey. Some of these guys are so jacked up, straight it looks jersey. like they're wearing shoulder pads, okay? Well,
3: speaking of jacked up, not to say that our punters in the past, like Shane Leckler was country strong now. He yeah. was country strong. Uh,
2: Matt Turk was pretty jacked now. Matt up.
3: Turk was pretty jacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put Cam Johnson up against anybody. Oh, my gosh, yes.
2: He is yoked. He looks like. Yoked. Uh, he, he's an Australian, so I'm gonna go yes. Jocko. Is that like an '80s reference? <laughs> Oy, remember that guy? <laughs> Australian rules football <laughs> that's pretty, player. That's pretty good. You know, to these Australian rules football players, like, all right, whatever. He's he's the punter. He probably wants to go hit people, uh, right?
3: I, I I will pay. I'll I'll pay whatever fine he gets if he mm. lays a lick on somebody. I got a feeling it's in him.
2: I can't wait I got to. Got a feeling it's in him. I can't wait to watch this unit operate because he. And some of the gunners that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, not that special teams is, you know how I feel about special teams practice, during at training camp. It's your
3: time to check your phone. It's,
2: it's no. my time. It is, it is the veteran band <laughs> playing stuff from the new album, and I go to the concession stand, all right? I want to hear the greatest hits. I want to see <laughs> offense, defense. When they do special teams at camp. Now, special teams at a game, okay, full boat. Yeah. You got all the activity yeah. going on. And, look, I'm not leaving the booth ever. But during training camp, that is the time to... Visit the restroom. Check the phone. Mm -hmm. I do like to see, though, who's lining up as a returner. And this team has multiple options there. And I do like to see on this team, in this situation, who the gunners are because, look, they have a lot of guys they can use there. And they didn't mess around. When they were signing all these, you know, 500 players, they went heavy on the special teams specialists if you will guys who were versatile could do i i know that's a dirty word sometimes with people why is that such a bad word because why why do the guys make fun of it on on the rest of these shows here i
3: I realized this because essentially the word versatile Mm. was equated with couldn't do any of those things (laughs) oh jack of all trade masters but what versatile actually means is you do a number of things well
16: yeah, and, yeah. and I
3: think what happened is it was it, it, it became yeah. because of that tag mm-hmm. being placed on, you know, because Charles Amenu, he's versatile, right? right. He can go inside that side because Charles has shown that he can do that. I think he's better outside on rundowns, better inside on pass downs. But there were players, and look, the fir- I think the first one that comes to mind for a lot of people is Xavier Suofilo. yeah Was he a guard? Was he a tackle? And the mm-hmm. word versatile, got brought along. And he obviously was a high second-round pick, first pick in the second round. And the tag kept coming, versatile, versatile, versatile. And then people would watch him and go, well, wait a second. They're bouncing him around, but he's not really good at any of them. And so the word versatile became a negative in that, well, that means you're not good enough to hold one particular spot Mm -hmm. and play one particular spot. But it needs to be the other way. And that is you want guys that are versatile that can do a number of things, that can be good at a number of different things. If you're going to say these guys are versatile, okay, well, that does mean he can put his hand down, he can stand up, that he can play in coverage and he can – uh stop the run that he can play corner and nickel. Like versatile needs to actually mean what it is and that is you can be good at a number of different things. Yeah. Because if you're not then guess what? You're you're not good. It's not even versatile, it's just you're not very good. So well that's that's why I think it ended up becoming kind of a, a talking point is because the versatile players, the players that were getting tagged with that, were showing they weren't good enough to hold a spot. Mm-hmm. Any spot. Any of the one that they could play, seemingly.
2: Philip Lindsay just fist bumped Steve Weish of the NFL Network here. They have a little interview history between them.
3: Oh yeah, Philip Lindsay. By the way, he didn't miss a day in the weight room either.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, he's he's not the tallest guy. He's quick. He's good. He's wrong. Look, a lot of guys, you have to say this about a lot of guys. If he stays healthy, you know, the if, I always say if is the uh, biggest word in sports talk radio. And just being a sports fan, if this happens, then this could happen. And look, this is why we love this stuff, because it's the unknown. But Lindsey is one of those additions on this team that maybe doesn't get talked about enough. This guy, look, it's going to be a committee situation or at least a mini committee, mm-hmm. but he'll factor in. I mean, if he's healthy, he's playing. I'm sorry. He's getting snaps. Yeah. He's going to get the rock.
3: I tell you a guy that I think is not, not much has been made of mm-hmm. and sitting next to him yesterday. When, we said, when, the, when the defensive lineman came in our room I know, yesterday.
2: I know what you're going to say.
3: I looked at them and was like, dang. Like built completely differently than guys I've seen come through here. Now, yeah. we used to have DJ Reader come through there, but DJ was a he was a, DJ was yeah. a different dude. Vince was Vince Wilfork was, you know, kind of well past his prime. That said, when Vincent Taylor, Jaleel Johnson, Malik Collins came into our room yesterday, and I'm sitting next to Malik Collins, and I I can like he's got shorts on his thighs are like gonna bust out of his shorts, and I'm like. These guys are built differently. VT, Vincent Taylor, my God, he was—he had a sweatshirt on. He had kind of been moving around, sweating a little bit. And, I mean, he just filled out this triple X sweatshirt, just massive. So I'm curious to see how those guys, in particular Malik Collins. I think Malik Collins has got a lot left in his game. I think he's got a lot mm-hmm. left in his game. I think he's quick. I think he's athletic. I think for Malik, for – Even dating back to those days in Nebraska, it was all about consistency because at volume 10, Willie Collins is a heck of a football player, but the volume can't go down to volume three or four. He's got to keep that thing cranked at volume 10 as much as possible. And look, I know you can't do that as much, but he's the type of player that when he is, boy, he can be disruptive. And I think this is the type of defense that would allow him, this type of defensive scheme that would allow him to do this. I think a guy like Willie Collins is someone maybe we don't talk a lot about. You throw in Big Z. To Malik and Vincent Taylor, there's some size up front now. There's size, Big and that was not quite the case the last couple of years, last year in particular.
2: Well, Big Z is a guy who I would have loved to interview yesterday. We'll get a chance to talk to him soon enough. I mean, when you look at this D line, and, and you mentioned some of those guys, uh, Jaleel's three sixteen listed. These listings, come on, Vincent Taylor three eleven.
3: I think it was 3'11", I think, you know, uh, back when he was a kid.
2: Malik Collins, 3'10". Big Z's listed at 3'20". (laughs) Now, it's not like your college basketball roster where they tend to inflate the heights of dudes. Yeah. Although, Marcus Camby, when I was at uh, UMass, we listed him at 6'11". I thought he was 7 feet. But anyway, I digress. Big Z listed at 320. Mm, I don't know. That must be before breakfast. Okay, have you seen any quarterbacks yet, Johnny? I'm looking. Yes. It's quarterback watch. Yeah, they're,
3: they're walking across. And uh, obviously the player everybody is wondering about, uh, number four, Deshaun Watson, is in Jersey and out of practice.
2: Okay, he's out of practice. So uh, I mean, that's media, I can yeah, see him. You can I can see, see, the, see the media. media. It's almost like um, – when you're tacking a gigantic sailboat and everyone goes from one side to the other, as he crossed to go to the other well, field, he everyone's had his running on. over. He's
3: had his jersey on. He's now jogging and took his jersey off. So we'll see. We'll see what happens at this particular point. But he was. Uh, he did have his red jersey on, his red number four on, and going across the field. So, listen, this is going to be something that we're going we're to have to talk about, whether we like mm-hmm. it or not. We have not talked about it throughout the offseason because, obviously, the legal situation became... The overbearing part of it, and it's still, it's still there. But you got the training camp, and now it becomes a part of training camp mm. and a part of the season for as long as he is here. How long his career is, and we gotta talk about if it. If you
2: join us late, Nick Casario met with the media and answered dozens of questions about Watson. But did he answer them? He just said it's a matter that they're handling. They're going to do the best thing for the organization. Yeah. Uh, they are going to keep things private, and that's basically it. He was asked point blank whether Watson requested a trade or not. And he said, we don't really talk about those things. So that's it. Uh, He is taking some practice snaps uh, without a jersey on right now. These are just practice snaps with the center snapping the ball and nothing else around. Just air. All right. We'll keep you posted. We're going to be back here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Max Sharping, we caught up with him. What does he have to say heading into my goodness? Year three. It's Texans Training Camp Live.
0: More on the latest from training camp is next on Texans Radio.
4: Calling all Houston Texans fans! It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Home Store. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text Texans to seven nine seven nine seven nine, or visit any Houston Ashley Home Store location near you. We have twelve Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Home Store. This is home, proud partner of the Houston Texans.
15: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker, and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
2: Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog, only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness community dedicated to helping you reach your goals. Join the Texans Fit family and elevate your fitness experience with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Whether you thrive on the camaraderie of a group fitness class or need the focused support of a certified personal trainer, Texans Fit is here to help you grow in the lifestyle you want. To find the club nearest you and learn how you can train like the pros, visit TexansFit.com.
12: Whew, the sun here in Texas is no joke. Thankfully, pick your free from Reliant lets you make the most of it. Just choose truly free weekends, nights, or flex days, and we'll upgrade your plan to solar on us. So you get free electricity for a good chunk of time and solar all of the time. Just call 1 866 Reliant or visit Reliant.com. Reliant, that's power. Your way.
9: Terms and conditions apply. Reliant, PUCT number 1007.
0: More Texans Radio is on the way.
11: At Red Diamond, we know that beating the heat on a hot summer's day isn't always easy. You can try taking a dip at the local pool. Or you can camp out in front of the fan. Does it go any higher? But there's simply nothing more refreshing than the taste of ice-cold, fresh-brewed red diamond tea. Red Diamond. Perfect's not easy.
7: The
18: unforgettable college football Saturday you've been craving is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021 Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 4th. Start off the college football season right to reserve your seats and get details on the latest event news, ticket discounts and more. Go to TexasKickoff.com.
20: The Texans and Amogee Bank are proud to call Houston home. We believe that small businesses are vital to our local community. We're joining forces to help during these challenging times with the Houston Texans Small Business Boost, presented by Amogee Bank. Do you know a small business who makes a community a better place? Nominate them today and they could win $2,500 cash, special promotion from the Houston Texans, special promotion from the Houston Texans, and exclusive event invitations from Amogee Bank. Find out more at HoustonTexans.com businessboost
16: Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans here with my good friend Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com bullying.
13: Camp Casario begins today and we're broadcasting live from Houston Methodist Training Center as In the Loop with Landry and Lopez will have exclusive player interviews after every
19: practice. We're joined now straight off the practice field by Justin Reed, Texan Safety.
13: Get the inside perspective from Camp Casario. During the course of the practice, it was both ways and that's how you really build. Camp Casario begins today. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texas play cheers play cheers Texans radio is at training camp
0: welcome back to Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity
2: so Nick Casario met with the media earlier then joined us he's going to join the morning program of Seth and Sean Payne and Pendergast And that's going to be tomorrow at about 7.30. So he'll visit with them. But he'll be back with us on Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week. So we'll have him on a bunch during our shows here, 8 to 10 a.m. And if you're just kind of new to Sports Radio 610, where have you been? And this is something we do every training camp. First 10 business days of training camp, we're on 8 to 10 a.m. Johnny, me, sometimes we pull in the guys from 610. Nick Casario joins us. McLean joins us every day. You know what I just thought about? What?
3: Are we going to get our questions from Landry Locker? We uh, you know, I didn't ask him
2: camp. that, Johnny. And I don't know. I mean, know. he's standing
3: right there. You said we're doing okay. business on the air, and I know right. Landry Lockers listening to us. Landry, Landry's camp questions. Will you questions? do camp questions with us starting tomorrow? Will you do them? All right. Yeah. Yes. He you said got the thumbs up, up, up from Landry. Yes, right. Those that's are. That's good. one of my favorite segments. I can't believe we forgot about that. I
2: know Landry's camp questions. He's doing his own show from right here, right yeah. afterwards. So yeah. what the heck? So I mean, just he might as, right might as well. Might uh, as well. But training camp is underway. They got the giant video board here. Giant for a practice field. I got to say that is. Yeah awesome look it is so high def they have a wide angle shot right now and it's just they got a lot of pixels on that thing that thing is if if there's 4k that's like 80k Uh, that (laughs) is really impressive stuff all right also impressive could be this is a projection could be the depth on the o-line the o-line looks good now cannon and lane taylor open camp on pup hopefully they get back very quickly yeah Third-year player, Max Sharping, aiming to really solidify his status as a guard on this team, although you never know how it's going to go. So Johnny and I caught up with him. Let's listen in. Max Sharping joining us right now on Texans Radio, and it's year three. My mind is blown. I mean, how do you feel about that when I just put it that way? Year three in the National Football League.
21: Man, it's crazy. I love it. It's awesome. (laughs)
3: What do you think about going into year three? What was the big focus for you? I saw you in a building a lot this summer. So what was the focus for you this offseason to get ready for year three?
21: Yeah, I mean, I think it was just, uh, you know, trying to uh, build up a little bit of strength, get used to the, to the heat down here. I mean, obviously last year it was different being out of the building. So I kind of wanted to stick around, um, you know, keep, keep my mind, you know, present in, uh, in the building in Houston.
2: Yeah, absolutely important. Hey, we're going to Green Bay again, reminiscent of your rookie year where you started out your first preseason game experience. Thoughts on going back? I know it'll be a shorter trip this time.
21: Yeah, it'll be shorter, but it'll still be good. Uh, you know, obviously, anytime you get to go back to your hometown, it's uh, it's a good time. So uh, I'm I'm super excited. You know, it's a special place for me, and you know, for football in general. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited.
3: Had you ever been on, on Lambeau Field prior to playing in that game as a rookie?
21: I had not actually. That was the first.
3: So it was, uh, very cool. Very cool. That's very cool to me. And just to have those fa- – how much pressure did
21: you feel? I mean, I know it's preseason game one, but you're a rookie. you got a ton of family. How much pressure did you feel for that night? Uh, honestly, I mean, we had been practicing against them for a little bit, so actually yeah, yeah. the game wasn't wasn't too much pressure. Yeah. Um, I was more just uh, kind of excited to see, you know, who all came out and my family and stuff like that after the game. And, you know, it was it was cool seeing all of them support and wearing uh, Texan stuff in Lambeau instead of all of the uh, Packer gear. <laughs>
2: All right, so here we are with a new offensive line coach. Tell us about James Camp.
21: Man, I mean, another guy who came from Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, you know, he's, he's great. He's, uh, he's really, uh, you know, getting the guys to gel together, I think, and uh, setting a tone um, about who, who we're going to be as, a, as an offensive line, as, as an offense, as a team. Um, so I think, you know, having a guy who, who played in the league himself, for a long time and has been coaching for an extremely long time um, has coached some of the greats in the game. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's awesome. The chemistry between the guys up front.
3: First of all, how long does it take to create that chemistry and be, how important
21: is it to have it to be successful as an offensive line? Well, I mean, the, you know, I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of what we do is, you know, helping each other, you know, double teams, pass protection, yeah. slides, all that stuff. So, I mean, having that chemistry with each other is extremely important. Um and I think honestly a lot of it is is off the field uh, more than even on the field because yeah. you gotta you gotta be able to trust each other and you gotta know who he is and his background and what he's gonna do in certain situations and um that that takes time but um you know i mean i think off the field in meetings and discussing you know what he's seeing or what what they're seeing all this stuff um even just talking it out or on in a walkthrough or something it's not necessarily all practice that helps obviously right. and you need that um but off the field stuff is pretty important too.
2: What do you think will be different about the offense this year without giving away state secrets and <laughs> strategy secrets? What's going to be different about what you guys do up front?
21: Uh I think it's like I said, I think it's uh you know with Campy coming in, it's it's a lot about uh a mentality. Mm-hmm. And uh I think that's that's what's going to be different this year. Um just the the mentality and and the way we're going to go about uh you know practice games, everything is going to be all well, the mentality is just going to be a little bit different. As you've gotten to your
3: third year in the NFL, I would imagine that you work on technique, you work on technique, you work on technique all the time. That's something you just do all the time. So what's the key in getting better as an individual offensive lineman? Is it kind of learning tricks of the trade? Is it studying more film? What's kind of the key to taking, I don't want to say the next step, but what's kind of the key to becoming even better week in and week out? Is it more about just emphasizing technique? Is it learning new techniques is it kind of the little tricks of the trade you learn playing inside? What's kind of the key, Max, for for taking you know that step of of uh, be- becoming the NFL lineman that
21: you want to be? I think it kind of uh, honestly, it's a little bit week by week, um, day by day type of thing. You know, certain certain things um, you know you're good at coming in, certain things you need to improve on. Right. And I think obviously you you never want to lose what you're good at, but you got to take. Uh, take what you're, maybe he's not your strong suit and you got to work on that every single day until it kind of creeps up closer. Um, and then depending on the week, you know, if you, if you've played a guy before, you have a little bit of a, of an idea of what he's going to do to try to attack you or what he might try this time. And if you haven't, um, you know, played against him before, you, you got to watch a little bit more film on him, and, you know, ask around the vets, see if they've played against him before or anything like that. So, um, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit unique to every, every person, every situation, Um, and you just kind of, you know, focus on maybe one thing one day, one thing another day, and just stack them up.
2: We've talked a lot about how last year was tough on the rookies, but it was no picnic for you guys going into your second year either because you were kind of deprived of that entire offseason to get ready as opposed to the rookie year when you're getting ready for draft and all that other stuff. So what was that like for you? And I know everybody had to deal with it, but now that you're sort of through that, I know we're still living in the protocol world, but it's not quite the same.
21: Yeah, I mean, you definitely uh I mean, I didn't even really have a full NFL offseason until this year. So, it was mm-hmm. it was different going wow, into that yeah. first that first offseason. You never really uh get a feel for what, you know, what vets do, what you're supposed to do and you're supposed to learn from everybody, but if they're not around, how can you do that? Um so it it took a bit a little bit of getting used to, uh, but I like, you know, having the process this year definitely helps. You know, you get you get you move through like I was saying day by day. You kind of have a little bit more of a process, a little bit more of a a setup where you can focus on certain things at certain times.
2: All right, that's Ma- Max Sharping who joined Johnny and myself in the Hyundai Texans radio studio and a terrific visit with him team practicing right now at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Media just tweeting everything that a certain quarterback does. Oh, he took his jersey off. Oh, he put it back on. Oh, he lifted his left foot. And I get it, I suppose. But there are a lot of other things to talk about on this team. But I understand it's a huge story. We all want to know what happens. Although I don't know if every little movement here at camp is filled with significance, is filled with projection on what is ultimately going to happen. So we'll find out. This is a unique situation. This is the 20th Texans training camp, and we've never seen anything like this. There are so many stories on this team. That one is obviously on a national basis and locally, too, overshadowing the rest. Uh, But there is a lot to go over. So Landry's going to have his camp questions for us tomorrow, Johnny. We're going to have our camp questions next here on Texans Radio.
0: Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio.
17: Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids' School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! The all-new Hyundai Elantra, unlike a number of competitors, offers completely wireless Apple CarPlay, so you can seamlessly connect to all your smartphone apps without a cable. The Elantra, named 2021 North American Car of the Year.
15: Now get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on the Elantra. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only. Offers end date 221. Call 469-613-0227 for more details.
17: Welcome to your hometown Whataburger.
11: Customization is what we've always done.
13: You want mustard and mayo, you want ketchup, we'll make
4: it how you like it.
11: When you customize your own burger, you can put your personality in it.
4: This is my Whataburger, with Manny's ketchup, all the vegetables, no cheese.
11: We customize orders 24
8: hours a day.
4: Everybody wants it just like they like it. When you can make it your own, that always enhances
18: that experience for you.
8: However you want it, I got you. (laughs) Here at Whataburger, we make it just like you like it, whenever you like it.
13: FUCK <sharp inhale> Camp Casario begins today, and we're broadcasting live from Houston Methodist Training Center as In the Loop with Landry and Lopez will have exclusive player interviews after every practice.
19: We're joined now straight off the practice field by Justin Reed, Texan safety.
13: Get the inside perspective from Camp Casario. During the course of the practice, it was both ways, and that's how you really build. Camp Casario begins today. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texan play here
8: to a child time spent outside is never a waste play is a job and a serious one at that and each day is a new opportunity for adventure at Texas Children's Hospital we're all about happy healthy kids and as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of play 60 we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house play never goes out of style <laughs>
0: Lots more to break down.
15: Ethan! in! Touchdown, Houston!
0: Next on Texans Radio.
4: At Amogee Bank, it's all about relationships. And in talking with our customers, we found a consistent theme.
11: Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us.
4: They make you feel important. You don't get that everywhere.
17: Thank you to yeah. Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families.
4: From our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee
22: Bank, Science Bank Corporation, NA, and FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans.
17: Houston Texans fans, score big at ConZone Plus with the best seat in the
10: house. Your house, that is. We're talking the ultimate selection of big screen TVs, crowd-pleasing couches, and game-winning recliners. Upgrade your fan cave and watch
15: the pros like a pro. Plus, with our personalized approach to financing, you can get options nobody else has. So you can get low payments over time, whether you have good credit or you're building it.
9: Ready to score with an official sponsor of the Texans? Make it happen at Cons Home Plus. At HEB, we know that game day is about more than the game itself. The taste of victory is unparalleled, but so is the taste of HEB jalapeno poppers hot off the grill. Seeing the best players in their prime is truly something to behold. So is an HEB Prime 1 burger that you grilled to perfection. For low prices on all the things that make game day great and delicious, visit HEB, your official game day headquarters, or use the Buy HEB app to order curbside and start prepping for game day right away.
10: Are you missing out on Houston's most exclusive business network? Members of Texans Lux become your network, matching you with your executive peers at any of our exclusive events. With more than 10 off-season events per year, like trips with a team to training camp, VIP draft party, business luncheons, and more, you're provided year-round access to the network that works for you. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your network by visiting HoustonTexansLux.com.
15: I'm Whitney Merciless, starting outside linebacker for your Houston Texans. For the latest on your favorite team in mind, go to
2: HoustonTexans.com. All right, we gotta correct that bump. <laughs> he's not an outside linebacker. He's a DL. Who's that? Whitney.
3: Oh, yeah, he's DL now. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's well, going back know, to the future.
2: He's been he's been around since 2012, so back that's to the okay. Back to that's the what he
3: was in Illinois. He was a four he it was so funny because in 2011, he gets all these sacks. He's playing four down D lineman defensive end, and some of the Texans drafted him. I was like, well, you know, how's he going to transfer? How's he going to translate to a 3-4? And now it's like, well, how's he going to be a 4-3? He's like, guys, he, he did that in college. I know it was years ago, but he's got it in his bag. He's got the club in his bag. He, oh, he's definitely got the forget, club in his bag. You don't bag. forget how to hit the sandwich. No, no. He's no. got to sharpen up on it In again. fact,
2: it's one of his favorite clubs, yes. but he hasn't been able to use it. So, and you know who we talked to yesterday? Yep. And Come I want to run that tomorrow, I think, because Jacob Martin, we had a terrific visit with him. And he could not be more excited about playing defensive end in a 4-3. He said, this is why I was drafted. This is why they liked me in this league, yep. because I could do that well. And then he's an outside linebacker. And look, he got some things done. You know, it's, he's, he's in this league. He's employed in this league. Look, we make a big deal about wanting guys to be pro bowlers. We want everybody to be a pro bowler, yep. all pro. Yes, absolutely. First-round draft choice ability. But the fact is, there's a huge middle class, if you will, in this league, and he fitted just fine yep. in his role. But this is a role where he might flourish, Johnny, defensive end, in a 4-3 where he's a situational guy. Yep. You know, he's probably not in there on first down, but he's a situational Maybe. guy. But Maybe. he could be really productive here.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think for him, it, w- it was really interesting. I can't wait to run that interview because – we, I get so interested in talking to the pass rushers. Mm-hmm. I love talking to oh, David Oh, you guys Bellamy. were really
2: – I love talking about – I had to excuse myself. These yeah, guys were talking pass rush moves and oh. lifting up your elbow and doing the swim he and the was, sting and the so this awesome. and the that.
3: It was so awesome. But it's just the comfortability of knowing as a defensive end, guess what? You're not dropping in coverage. Yeah. You're going forward, whether it's forward to attack a blocker in a mm-hmm. run game whether it's rushing the quarterback, looping inside on games and stunts, whatever, you're going forward. You're not having to think about going back. And I think about one play in particular as it pertains to Jacob. It's not really fair to him because Kansas City schemed it up. But in that playoff game, it's 24 nothing. but the Chiefs get that long return from Hardman, and they take Damian Williams and they run him down the seam. Well, Jacob's got to read and then get out to it, and it's just not in his purview. It's just not something – that he really does instinctively and did instinctively. And then Mahomes drops a bullet and, you know, puts a bullet on Williams at the touchdown 24-7 and then the floodgates open. And it wasn't Jacob's fault. But it just showed where he was not as comfortable as he said he was in a 4-3 at Temple, which he is now in here with us.
2: So we have ones and twos and ones and twos going at it here in a non-padded practice, okay? So they're not going full. They're going about three-quarters here at best. Uh, You have Taylor – manning the quarterback position on one end of the field and davis mills on the other end of the field with right. driscoll and watson watching yep. that's how this is right now don't know how it's going to change as these reps progress here but giving you a little update we don't do much play-by-play of practice just try to give you a few tidbits a few nuggets here and there what's do going on
3: a, you want to get a rep in you want to uh, get a rep in
2: oh do i oh you know because I mean, it's good it's a good speed for me to get a preseason rep Taylor under center. I have a question for you. Oh, I do it in my head, Johnny, all the time when I'm watching practice. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. All right. I can't see you in the backfield. But uh, Lindsey just got a carry.
3: Yeah. Split zone. Yeah. When you're watching a game at home, Mm -hmm. because I do this. When I'm watching a game at home, I'm calling out formations. I'm calling Mm -hmm. out like, oh, yeah, this motion. Like, I'm calling it out as I'm watching it. Do you? will yes. you call out the players well, you know, you,
2: watching it you and i did the southern conference championship basketball game yes, this year yes, right yes and that was fun. leading up to that i was you know i'll do like a couple of minutes of a basketball game here and there just to get a little rhythm because it's a rhythm game and yes. so is football really but yeah every once in a while i'll call absolutely out loud at home are you kidding look if you're not doing that as a play-by-play guy if you say you're not doing it, you're lying. They're all <laughs> Nance is at home doing it sometimes. <laughs> seriously. Because they're in this business and anybody who does any kind of presentation work, and this applies to all businesses. If you do Zoom call presentations, mm-hmm. if you do any kind of presentation in front of multiple people, do it out loud. Practice yes. out loud. You don't have to Absolutely. do the whole thing necessarily, but it, it, not in your head. In your head, it's not working. It's a motor skill. It's got to go from brain to mouth, the lungs, everything moving as a machine. If you're not doing that, you're not getting the reps that you need to get better, Johnny. When I first started doing football play-by-play at Central Michigan, you know, at a, at a high level, I was doing high school before that. Yeah. I would sit in the stands and watch practice, and as they were running reps, I would just call all the action. Like I was way yes. high in the stands where no one could hear me, and I wasn't yeah. like
3: they couldn't hear me bellowing out, uh, but,
2: but I was doing it out loud yeah. just to get the you know yeah. get the reps going.
3: And here's the other thing: whether you like your voice or not, mm-hmm. listen to it. Oh, that's tough. I don't love I don't love my voice, but. I remember the very first segment Hello. you and I ever did together, yeah. I was listening to it, and I said the word, you know, way more than I wanted to.
2: Oh, so you worked on correcting that. And I was like, that.
3: okay, I'm going to try and correct it. Now, I fall back into habits Oh, I at say times. it a lot in I a show? I fall back into habits, but I try to take the pause as opposed to, you know. hmm Get going fast, you never know what happens, but it's, it's I try hard not, not to.
2: to. It's hard, it's hard not, not to. to. Uh, it's really important to try to correct that and cut out all the ums and the odds, but mm-hmm. sometimes that's difficult too because you're trying to have a natural conversation at a sports talk show. That's it, folks. Yeah. And here's another tidbit uh, somebody was asking me, Well, I want to get into sports talk. I said, Well, while you're in your car, just shut off the radio mm-hmm. and do. Three minutes by yourself, you're live, yes. pick a topic, go alone. And if you can survive that, maybe you can think about the next step. All right. Anyway, that was our broadcast lesson of the day as the team <laughs> continues to do reps. Taylor's still operating a QB. I didn't see anybody else get reps other than Taylor. No, they had it split
3: up doing the two spots. So Mills was down on the other end and, and Toronto yep. was down here. So that's how they split it up and different, you know, all three running backs. The three running backs. And yeah. hey, what was one other thing that i noticed?
2: 30 seconds.
3: Rex Burkhead.
2: Yeah, Rex Burkhead. Rex Not, Burk- on P. P. Not on, on PUPs out here. That's so very. Here. They, that's great news. That's a little silver lining or a little bright spot of the day. And Landry and Lopez are coming up. I mean, they are just dying for us to leave this Chomping post the so they can take over. And during their program, they'll have a player, a player to be named later, and they'll also have David Cully's press conference, I guess a little bit of that, as Cully will be peppered with questions on you-know-what as Nick hmm. Asario was. So we'll find out. Thank you, Ben, for producing. Thank you, Matt, doing a bang-up job engineering here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Thank you, Johnny. And we'll have a show tonight, Texans All-Access, with a bunch of great stuff on Texans Training
14: Camp. Have a great day. Go Texans.
0: This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610
14: hey this is keith papa john's here and guess what we've done it we finally came out with what i consider the best pizza ever it's our new epic stuffed crust pizza only at papa john's that's right we took our wonderful crust fresh dough and rolled into it 100% mozzarella cheese and now you get an extra cheesy pizza when you order get a large one topping in the epic stuffed crust for just 12 bucks better ingredients better pizza and now best stuffed crust around papa john's houston
7: At CDW, we get that the ways we collaborate have changed.
8: But I've grown accustomed to the high-pitched musical sound of my squeaky whiteboard marker.
7: I hear you. With a Cisco Webex solution configured by CDW, you can easily share notes and documents and even whiteboard from your very own computer.
9: Goodbye, sweet marker. You've served us well.
7: IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com Cisco collaboration.
0: It's always better to get more than what you were expecting. With Houston Texans season tickets, you get just that, more. Not only will you secure your seat in the stands for every memorable moment at NRG Stadium, you'll also receive benefits all year round like significant savings versus individual game tickets, early access to Texans events like draft day and training camp, and more. Experience game day together and visit HoustonTexans.com tickets.
10: TransOcean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com.
1: From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving, because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces jumping with a Miller Light in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller Time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's
15: premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cashata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker, and off-track betting. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cashata style at Cashada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Your jobs are big and time is short, but Brookside Equipment has everything John Deere that makes your work quick and easy. Whether you're mowing grass, working in the dirt, or just enjoying the great outdoors, Brookside has a John Deere mower, tractor, or gator vehicle that's right for you. And Brookside is always at your side, keeping your equipment on the job. Nine Texas Gulf Coast locations, brooksideusa.com. Brookside Equipment is a proud sponsor of the Houston Texans.
17: Hey Texans fans, get to know EVA Air, one of airline ratings top 20 COVID compliant airlines with seven stars for its safety measures. We're a Star Alliance member and fly Boeing 777s with a business class where you can stay connected on in-flight Wi-Fi or relax and stretch out in a flatbed seat. EVA Air is your best choice for business or leisure. Check schedules and special fares at www.evaair.com. That's evaair.com.
18: The Unforgettable College Football Saturday, you've been craving, is happening right here in Houston. Tickets and suites are on sale now to experience the 2021
2: Texas kickoff as the Houston Cougars take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Texas Tech Red Raiders, the Texas.